Here are three disturbing Netflix stories that are just downright terrifying. After watching these, some of you may have doubts if someone ever invited you over for a Netflix and chill outing. Anyways, here's what the stories looked like. The story I'm about to tell you transpired last winter as we all anticipated the coming of Christmas. Kevin lived alone in a cottage house in the countryside. He had a few neighbors, but the distances between their residences were far apart. In addition, those folks seemed to be the homebody types who rarely invited anyone to their place anyway. So, as a result, he rarely interacted with them. It got a bit lonely at times, so going on Tinder frequently became a way for him to escape the isolation. Then, after a while, he eventually met this attractive girl named Stella. She had long brunette hair, simple makeup, and to top it all off, a pretty smile. She was definitely Kevin's type. So, after sending her his first message, it felt like they instantly made a connection. They'd text each other often, and to ensure she wasn't a catfish, they even FaceTimed. Then, a few weeks later, he invited her to drop by the house to chill by the fireplace while watching some movies on Netflix. When Stella finally arrived at his house, he opened the door and welcomed her in. As the hours passed, they had a few glasses of wine and one thing led to another. We'll just leave it at that. Then, moments later, Stella changed into Kevin's clothes and expressed her desire to stay overnight. Naturally, he was delighted, but since she was also looking for something to munch on, Kevin offered to drive them to a nearby McDonald's since he lacked the cooking skills. She scoffed, initially expecting that they could enjoy some comfort food at home that would make the experience more intimate. But soon after, Stella nodded and agreed to tag along. Then, as they opened the front door, they saw a hooded man looking in their direction on the street in front of the house. And as they glanced at the pile of snow outside, they noticed footprints leading up to the front door. Who the hell is that guy? Do you know who that is? Stella held Kevin's hand tightly and said, I have no idea. Kevin then noticed how anxious Stella was. Hence, he stood still as he stared at the man from a distance. And so, he knew that his best course of action was to remain indoors. Kevin immediately closed the door and locked it shut. For the next couple of hours, they watched various chick flicks on Netflix, hoping they could divert their attention away from the man who stood like a scarecrow. But since Kevin just wanted to chill while keeping them safe at the same time, he turned off the lights, closed all the curtains and windows and double-checked that all the doors in the house were locked. As Stella and Kevin sat comfortably on the couch, watching to their heart's content, there was an awkward silence filling the air, until moments later they heard the sound of bricks, waking Kevin from his semi-stupor, thus prompting him to head for the window. Then, as he slid the curtain ever so slightly, his heart skipped a beat when standing in front of his house was the same hooded man from moments earlier. The sky was dark, and the only thing he could make out at the time were the constant fall of snowflakes and the silhouette of a man whose head slowly turned to face him as though he knew he was watching. But then, one of the most horrifying things occurred when suddenly he began to sprint towards the window. Stella was terrified as Kevin told her to stand back. However, nothing was more terror-stricken than hearing the man slam his fists against the window, screaming like a lunatic. What are we gonna do? Stella asked frantically. Don't worry, follow me. Kevin grabbed her hand, directing her towards the kitchen. Then, as they began calling the cops, a hooded man broke in through the window. <laughs> 
Stella ran upstairs while Kevin hid underneath the table in the kitchen. He kept himself silent, controlling his breathing to avoid drawing attention to himself. However, as the footsteps became louder, giving him the notion that he was close by, suddenly, the sound just vanished. Then, as Stella hid inside the closet, covering her mouth as she cried, she heard blood-curdling screams coming from downstairs. Certain it was the voice of the man she cared for, she was in shock, not knowing if she should wait it out, make a run for it, or help her significant other. Fortunately, seconds later, she remembered she had a cell phone in her pocket, so she took it and immediately dialed 911, while whispering on the phone as the operator told her to stay calm and hidden while the cops were on their way. All this time, Stella remained still as the screaming downstairs finally ceased. However, the creep burst into laughter like a maniac, causing her entire body to tremble. <laughs> Moments later, the cops finally arrived, bearing witness to the horrors left behind by the culprit. Eventually, Kevin's body was found lifeless on the ground in the kitchen, soaked in a puddle of his own blood. Stella wailed in agony, her knees dropping to the ground. After careful observation, they reckoned the creep escaped through the kitchen window, tracking him down by following the footsteps on the snow, leading them to the nearby woods. It was difficult to see the path clearly due to all the snow but as one of them checked behind the bushes, the killer was seen crouching, with his hands drawn up as the police apprehended him. Later on, he was brought to the police station to be interrogated, and when he was asked about his intentions, he said, She told me we'd keep in touch. She promised we'd always stay connected. So, who was that guy? And why the heck did she choose him and not me? No. <laughs> I can't let her be with anyone else but me. If I can't have her, no one else will. And that's when it all made sense. The culprit happened to be Stella's jealous ex-boyfriend. He had admitted to stalking Stella everywhere she went since their breakup, which ultimately led to Kevin's demise. I've never told anyone about this. I've been suppressing it for over a decade now. It was back in the year 2009, when I was a much younger and naive girl back then, just 18 years old. In those days, apps like Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat either weren't popular like today or didn't exist at all. The thing that was big back then was this instant messaging service called MSN. That was what everyone used to talk to each other at those times. At the time, it was a cold and gloomy winter. I spent most of it staying warm indoors, bundled up with hot cocoa glued to my MSN. I often talked to a dozen people at once. I had over a hundred friends, but I didn't actually know that many people. Most of them were random friend requests that I accepted because I wanted to seem more popular than I actually was. I'd only known like four or five of them in person, but I pretended that they were all my friends despite the fact that the only way we knew what each other looked like was by our profile pictures. The reason I stopped using MSN was because of this guy that I had met 
met on it, who we'll call Kip for the sake of the story. From his profile, Kip seemed like a pretty attractive guy. He had a mustache and long, slicked-back hair, and he wore these retro-style 80s glasses. He said he was a senior in high school and 18 years old, just like me, which was what we had in common that started off our conversation. We chatted for several weeks and even flirted a bit here and there. Kip would always refer to me as cutie, which was enough to get to me for some reason. When we found out that we lived just 15 minutes walking distance from each other, Kip would not hesitate to invite me over to his place to watch some movies he rented from Netflix. Me, being naive as I was, I immediately said yes and agreed to walk to his house. It must have been around 15 centimeters of snow, but I didn't want to let that stop me from meeting this guy. When I got to his house and rang his doorbell, he opened the door immediately. That's when I actually saw him for the first time. He looked closer to 80 than 18. That long, slicked-back hair that I loved so much was thinning out, and a hairline worse than Miami Heat LeBron, with a wispy comb-over and the crappiest brunette hair dye I have ever seen. He looked sorta like his profile picture, but he was way older and frailer than I ever could have expected. I immediately got the creeps and could only stand there in astonishment. Well, what are you waiting for? I'll in the cold, cutie. Come on inside. I, um, I, uh, okay. I hesitated, but I was so cold and so worried about being rude that I went in despite my better judgment. As soon as I stepped in, I could hear Kip immediately close the door behind me. He then went in for a hug, and I instinctively pushed him away, but then Kip started pouting. Oh, are you the shy type in real life? Sorry, I'm just not a hugger. Well, that's alright. We've got all night, cutie. Go ahead and take a seat. I'll get the Netflix going. My coat was covered in sleet, but I didn't feel comfortable enough to take it off. I sat down on the couch and hoped he wouldn't care. Back then, Netflix was still mailing DVDs, and I noticed the only movie he had was a cheesy rom-com that was already three years old. He played the disc and then sat on the couch right next to me. My body tensed up, and I was waiting to scream the moment he tried to put his arm around me, but he didn't. Brrr, it's so cold in here, isn't it? Good thing I made hot cocoa. <laughs> That's when I noticed two mugs sitting on the coffee table. He leaned over and reached for one, but then he hesitated for a moment and grabbed the other one. He took a sip, slurping really loud while looking me dead in the eyes with a haunting expression. Mmm, I made some for you too, cutie. I know how much you like your hot chocolate. My name is Anna. Oh, you're just the cutest, Anna. I know, don't you want some to warm you up after that long walk in the cold? Um, no thanks. Actually, I really need to use the washroom before I can drink anything. Let me show you where it is. Kip jumped up and led me down the hall. I raced in like I couldn't wait, but when I tried to close the door, he stopped it by sticking his hand out. Um, excuse me, I'm trying to close the door. Leave it open! I want to watch you use my bathroom, cutie! How about you give me some privacy? That's when he started violently banging his head on the door, causing me to retreat next to the toilet. And that's when he said, How about I watch you make room for the hot cocoa I made you? I made it specifically for you, since I knew you were coming over. Why don't you just let me see you piss so you can return the favor? The look in his eyes was so insane, so gaunt, in a fight-or-flight reaction. 
reaction, I body slammed the door and managed to shut it closed. Then, I immediately locked it before he pushed back. Hey! You stupid little tramp! You broke my toe! I stepped back in fear as I heard Kip banging on the door so hard that I thought he might break it down. Open this door! I'll get in there no matter what it takes, but the longer you make me wait, the more fun I'm gonna have with you. I'll poke all sorts of little holes all over your body. Shut and up! Get away from me! And just where do you think you're gonna go, you brainless bimbo? <laughs> My only escape route was a small window above the toilet. I looked around for something to smash it, but couldn't find anything. The first thing I reached for was the shower rod, but as soon as I yanked down the curtain, I made the worst possible discovery. There was a woman in the bathtub. The horrible sight of her sent me into total shock. The hammer that had been used to put her in that state was lying next to her. Not thinking about anything but my own safety, I grabbed it and began smashing the window. After shattering it, I climbed through and landed on the ground outside. I immediately made a run for it home in a panic. I'd snuck out of my house to get there and forced myself to sneak back in so my parents wouldn't find out. When I got back into my room, I cried silently for hours. I deleted MSN and stupidly kept the whole ordeal a secret till now. Since then, I never knew whatever became of Kip or that poor woman. I feel ashamed for never reporting it to the police. Maybe they could have helped her, but it's all too late now. I'm a big gal, so I have my troubles with dating. Just to get people in the door, I have to resort to catfishing. Otherwise, none of them would ever even consider meeting me in person. As soon as they see me, there's a 98% chance that they just run away and ghost me. That other 2% of them that stick around, though, those are the ones I'm so persistent for. I definitely understand what makes them stay. There's plenty of Margaret to go around, more woman that they could ever dream of, and almost always more than they can handle. But I I still have my fun. Voluptuous hardly even begins to describe the body that those ever so tasteful men get to take to bed. They should consider themselves lucky. There's been this one little cutie I've been dating for a while, and his name is Gilbert. I think I'll take things to the next level with him soon. Like most of the men who ended up having the attraction to me, he's a real skinny one. We hit off though, as they say, opposites <sighs> attract. But we have a common interest in getting together with some Netflix on the TV and some Uber Eats on the table. That's been our routine for a couple weeks now. But as much as I like it, especially since he pays for all of it, can you really fault a girl for getting bored of the same thing over and over again? Recently, I've been dropping Gilbert subtle hints. Hints for him to take this thing more seriously, if you know what I mean. He knows he's my main squeeze, or at least that I want him to be. But he also knows I mess around with other guys. I think that's what's making him ride the brakes. He feels a little threatened. I like it that way, though. I like to put a man's manhood into question. They do all sorts of crazy stuff when you do that, and it's been an interesting ride with Gilbert the whole way. We started things out by putting on horror movies so we could cuddle and spoon on the couch, but of course that didn't work for long, because Gilbert kept complaining that he couldn't see the TV. I didn't like him saying that, even though he didn't mean to make me 
feel bad, but he did have to go and remind me that I basically take up the whole couch. So I offered a sly little solution. I sit up on the couch and he sits in my lap. Another way was me laying on my side while Gilbert sat right on top of me, like how Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Obviously, he agreed right away, and I could tell how much he loved it. When I saw that, it made me so happy. I go through a lot of boyfriends because it's hard for me to get one to stick around, but when I see a man succumb to my ways and means like that, I know I'll get to keep them. Still, Gilbert was a man after all, so it was only a matter of time before that position started to make him feel emasculated. That's when I knew we were ready to take things to the next level. Hey, Meg? Yes, Gilbert, baby? I know you like being on the bottom, but what do you think about me being on the bottom? Oh, but I'm too big to be on top. You'll get hurt, you poor fragile little thing. You see, but it's just that right there. I, I don't want to feel like a fragile man when I'm with you. I, I mean, I don't want you to feel like you're with a man who's too weak to handle all of you. <laughs> Gilbert, baby boy, you are too weak to handle all of me. Trust me. <laughs> well, don't doubt me, mistress. I'll do what I want. Now I like that attitude. Feisty. Well, all right then. Let me hear all about what you want to do. I want to lay on the couch with my woman in my arms, and I want to watch a wonderful night's worth of Netflix with her till we both fall asleep in a loving embrace. Oh, you're such a flowery romantic. Er, I mean, you're such a well-spoken man. He was just so confident about it that even though I'm usually too self-conscious about my size to ever do it, I did it for him. We got up to trade places on the couch. He laid down with his long, skinny body open to me, and I laid down right on top of him. I always forget what it feels like to have a man try to grab as much of me as possible at once. Gilbert was totally disappeared underneath me, completely surrounded by my curves and essence. He immediately started moaning super loud and squirming with pleasure. The little twig was actually making it hard to relax. <laughs> stop! Stop! Gilbert! You're tickling me! Stop it! I'm trying to watch the TV! Gilbert, shut up! You're talking over the best part of the movie! After the initial rush of excitement washed over, Gilbert calmed down a little bit. See? Isn't it nice to settle in? Now we can just... <sighs> Netflix and chill, you know? We can unwind and decompress and all you had to do was simmer down. Of course, it's flattering to know that I can get you so excited, but come on, dear, a real man should be able to get a hold of himself. He became very submissive after a few minutes. I guess me grilling him like I was his mother might have put a damper on his masculinity, but whatever. Unfortunately, after a few minutes, I started to miss Gilbert's banter. He wasn't even trying to say anything anymore. I got bored of the horror movie eventually, so to try to put some energy back into things, I played one of my favorite stand-up comedians. He always gets me busting a gut right away. <laughs> Don't you think he's just hilarious, Gil? <laughs> what a riot. Gilbert, why aren't you saying anything? Gilbert? Gilbert! <sighs> oh well, Margaret. It's not your fault. It's just how it goes. That was the end of my little fling with Gilbert, I guess. He was fun while he lasted, but his time to go had come. So I got up from the couch and took him to the closet where the rest of them go when I'm done with them. 
geez louise i'm gonna have to reorganize here soon things are just flying off the shelves every time i open the door and i do go through a lot of boyfriends <laughs> they just can't get enough of me but i still have trouble getting them to stick around for some netflix and chill <laughs> <laughs>